I wanna scream so loud for you. Cause I'm so proud of you and uh let me tell you what I'm about to do, mama. And you know I act a fool, but I promise you I'm coming back to school. And mom, why don't you come up and sit right here so I can perform it? Hey mama, I wanna scream so loud for you. Cause I'm so proud of you and I, let me tell you what I'm about to do, mama. I know I act a fool, but I promise you I'm going back to school and I appreciate what you allow for me and I, I just want you to be proud of me, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello and welcome to Live Fix. This is Chris. This is Colleen. And today we're going to celebrate moms. Because I love my mom. And you love your mom. I love my mom, yeah. Right? I mean, just like Kanye West says, you know, it doesn't have to be Mother's Day. It doesn't have to be my mom's birthday or our mom's birthday to let them know that we love them, right? So we're going to celebrate moms who love live music and some moms that have had some amazing live music experiences, right? I mean, ripping ripping the cape off of Elvis? What's up with that? I didn't know we had anybody in our family that had that. That's kind of crazy. Well, I guess when you ask the right questions, you get... Some interesting answers. You sure do. You sure do. You learn a lot about your family, and you know we've talked to some moms and uh, over the years on Live Fix, and we've heard all types of stories. You know, and of, I uh, encourage you after this podcast to ask your mom what her live music experiences have been. Absolutely. If there's one thing you walk away from the show is that you need to ask your mom what was her favorite concert she ever went to. You know, because we we're we're going to share with you some stories today that uh, are pretty amazing and some stories that the families that you'll hear these that these moms have have uh, helped create didn't even know these these stories that they experienced so you're you might be hearing these for the first time just like some other family members are hearing these for the first time crazy stories about elvis's cape you know all this kind of stuff and and what else we got uh, jonas brothers right moms living through a, a decibel shrilling experience seeing the Jonas Brothers pretty cool stuff so before we get to those stories we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into some live music news as always busy 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 week busy the last couple weeks actually so um where shall we begin I guess let's let's do uh let's let's start with the live music uh concert so big news in Chicago uh, Riot Fest 2012 Looks like a great lineup. Yeah, it's having an uh, outdoor festival for the first time. Usually it's in the fall, right? So they're actually having a uh, big show. And so if you don't want to pay the big prices to go to Lollapalooza or Pitchfork, you could go here. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a cheap alternative, and there's great bands. And there's a whole lineup of... Yeah, we got Iggy and the Stooges. So what's happening here Elvis is... Elvis uh, Costello. Right. Rise Against the Descendants. Jesus and Mary Chain. The Jesus and Mary Chain. <laughs> the of, Offspring. That was one of my have favorite Have you heard of bands. Jesus and the Mary Chain before? I've heard of them. Okay. But okay. I've never actually heard them play. Okay. Dropkick Murphys. I mean, this is like... It's a lot. Know, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. And it's outdoors. It's happening, uh, you know, in Humboldt Park. Uh, really uh, good place to see a show. They, you know, they find a location September fifteenth and sixteenth. So we'll have all notes and stuff on the on the blog, uh, livefixblog.com. You can get all the show notes and everything. But uh, definitely put this one on the calendar. And uh, if you guys have had 
the last time we went to Riot Fest, uh, it was indoors, and it was uh, we were seeing Weezer. So uh, we've talked about Weezer before on the show. So we got a bunch of great bands here. We saw Iggy and the Stooges with uh, Lau Palooza, right? It was Iggy Pop, actually. It wasn't the Stooges, I don't think. But I don't think it, so. It, it was just been. Iggy Pop. But Iggy got a little scared, you know. He brought all those people up on stage, and you know, he wanted everybody to be their, you know, be his dog and. And he got a little scared. People rushed the stage, and that was one of my favorite moments. Love Palooza, Love Palooza, seeing uh, all those people r- getting crazy with. with he still Iggy, can dance. You know? I'll yeah, say that. Yeah. That yeah. much. I mean, he definitely can get up there and, yeah. and dance. Yeah. You know, I heard an interesting fact about Iggy that I did not know before. We were watching a documentary uh, about uh, Joey Ramone, and um, I, I I learned because I, I was reading. Uh, it was on Get Glue or something, this little uh, social check-in spot where you, you, you're reading reviews. But I learned this fact about uh, Iggy Pop that he he doesn't produce uh, vitamin E. So that's why he doesn't wear a shirt lots of times, most of the time. You ever see him, he doesn't wear a shirt. So right. he tries to soak in as much uh, natural light from the sun, vitamin E. But that doesn't explain... Is that true? When he's not outside. I want to know if that's true. I want to know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know, but that doesn't explain when he's indoors. Yeah. Because I think that's sort of like a trademark of his, his just like, rip his shirt off, like, in the beginning of the, the show. Well, he's just all of a sudden... Or he you know, won't show up with get, the shirt. He's trying to get, you know... Yeah, I guess if he's playing indoors, right? It doesn't matter. But in any case, go well, check out... Well, that's a mystery, so maybe one of the fans that are listening could... Yeah, seriously, let us... Uh, ...as to uh, vitamin E deficiencies and why someone would not want to wear a shirt. Yeah, let us know those kind of interesting things. Because if you're going to this Riot Fest and you see Iggy and it's true, he needs his vitamin E, he's not going to play with it without it, I want to know. You know, I really, I certainly, certainly want to know. So we actually have a, have a you know, have a uh, hotline here. So give us a call at 773-609-4341 and let us know if that's true. You know, if there's other, some kind of uh, Iggy. Some of those Iggy fans. Iggy uh, live facts. Um, of course, we know Eric Kolke, our buddy, uh, Eric uh, Nihilist uh, has some uh, very, shared some very interesting Iggy stories, so we'd like to hear some of yours. So let, let us know. Go see Riot Fest 2012, Humble Park. Should be should be lots of fun, right? So our next uh, our next piece uh, came from uh, this. Well, actually, you 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 brought this to my attention. I, I was not aware of uh, the recent uh, mishaps of uh, R. Kelly. And some of the miscommunication, I guess, that happened at a show. Yeah, R. Kelly apparently has been making some appearances. Yes. Not necessarily singing appearances, but he's committing to showing up and hosting. Hosting, hosting versus promoted. Yes. And promoted, right? Yes. And deceiving and, fans. And deceiving fans because Not right. he showed up to an event that he felt like he was just hosting. And the event thought he was singing and he did, he got on stage and I believe did like a 30 second yeah. song. Something like that. Yeah. Really and short. was booed off <laughs> and he walked off the stage and, and, and the, all the, the crowd was just so upset. They were, they were excited. See. They want a full L, L, uh, R. Kelly show. That's what they, they paid for. They paid, I mean, some of them paid up to a thousand dollars. Wow. To see him. Um, did on they the not read the fine saw. print on the ticket? I mean, come on. Some people just get so excited they don't really actually read the the fine the fine print there and um you know he uh there I don't there's whole, all kinds of videos that we're going to post on our website so you can actually see 
the fans being upset. Yeah, well, that, and there was a DJ yeah, that actually yeah. proceeded to make fun of him after R. Kelly left the stage. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can understand the disappointment of the fans because I've seen, I've never seen R. Kelly live before, but we have done some experiments with his his uh, concert experiences before. I've seen some of the shows on TV, you know, of him. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a hot and sweaty, sultry, highly sensual, sexual show that he puts on. You know, he gets, obviously gets the females riled up, you know, and they're, I mean, you're paying big money to see R. Kelly, and you, you, you know it's that sense of expectation, right? The emotions and everything gets gets fired up. You know, everybody's worked up. It's like they want some loving, and they didn't. They didn't didn't happen. You know, got trapped in the closet, right? I mean, that's kind of how I would. He he kind of appeared a little inebriated as well. R. Kelly, that's what you think in the, the footage? Watching the footage? That's what some he of the inebriated. The, the that's some of the crowd was saying. Interesting. But we don't know if that's true. That hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, it's a yet. legend. A legend. It's a legend. Based off of the video, right? So right. go check out the video. We'll have a link to it. It's very interesting. We're gonna keep an eye on this. We're gonna see if R. Kelly's gonna be doing anything else like this. But moral of the story, make sure you know what's going on. And apparently there were a couple of uh the people who promoted the event were ref- they actually refunded the fans, right? Actually, this happened to us once. They refunded the fans. Remember when we went to the Bone Thugs and Harmony show? And we showed up, and there was only like a few of them there. Like two of them, one of them was arrested, and the yeah, other there was one only couldn't bone. make it. Yeah, and they they advertised that it was Bone Thugs and Harmony. I think only Harmony showed up. There was only like it was one just or Harmony. T- there was only one or two of them, and there's not one named Harmony. I know, I'm just kidding. It was only. <laughs> <laughs> well, only Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know, had a few members, and there only two or three of them showed up. The rest were either in jail or. Yeah, they advertised them as a whole. Couldn't whole make group. it. So they advertised him as the whole group, and then we thought that's what like we were going to get. Everyone was incarcerated or something. Right. When we showed up, we were yeah. pretty disappointed. It was. It sucked. Yeah. So we, we know the experience. I, I've been deceived before, and I don't like it. So I feel sorry for those R. Kelly fans, especially for... I mean, he does put on a really good show, so it's, it's got to suck to, you know, to do that. Speaking of to, deceiving, to that. Yeah. which I don't know if this is really deceiving, but... Um, it's made a lot of fans pretty unhappy. Is Van Halen canceled the rest of their tour? Yeah, that's terrible. You know, you kind of wondered. You know, we've been looking at, we've been following the band. You know, uh, ever since they announced their tour, and, and sure enough, they get a little bit into it, they can't finish it. So what happens? So what happened is that cover bands. A Van Halen color, cover band shows up, it, it gets a lot of press, and basically reports that they're gonna they want to finish the the tour because they believe they they're actually called the Van Halen Army. They believe they sound and act <laughs> yeah, and is, look uh, this is according like to... the real Van Halen, and they want to finish the rest of the tour. <laughs> This is according to TMZ. Very interesting story uh, that uh, the reporting. Yeah, cover band Van Halen Army has come forward on behalf of the band, not you know unofficially, right? And they want to finish the tour. They say they sound just like them. Yeah. And they I don't would. Know if li- that's a as a compliment. I guess it is because your goal is to really sound just like Van Halen. Absolutely, a cover band should sound like the actual thing, right? Right. And, I mean, you can check. We'll put some um, links to the site, but to TMZ. But, I mean, you can actually see the pictures of the guys. They, they actually 
they do a pretty good job of looking <laughs> li- just like the band members. Yeah, it kind of looks like David Lee Roth. So hey, I, hey, you know what? I think they Back should go out there and they should tour in the same areas and see if they can't, you know, pick up a following. Why well, not? We've done all these other these shows about uh, these news segments about these fake bands, uh, these promoters, you know, putting on and getting getting money, calling on behalf of the band and saying they're really, you know, Taylor Swift or Kanye West or Kid Rock. You know, and, and getting the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and and then finding out that the, it's a fraud. You know, they just took people's money, got people to buy tickets, and it's really not a show. So why not do this for the good, right? I, I'm all bands. for it, and I, it sounds like it may. I think may it's happen. a great business for cover bands. You know, we we know some people who are in cover bands. We actually probably should do a show eventually about cover bands and have maybe have these guys on. Absolutely, some you cover know? bands are actually better than the real thing. You think so? Sometimes. Really? I've heard some. Have cover you experienced bands. that before? I have. One example, please. Um, well, there was a Dave Matthews band called uh, uh, Tripping Billies, I yeah. believe, and they're honestly sometimes they sound better than Dave Matthews. Really? I mean, you're a Dave Matthews fan. They're sometimes really good. I mean, they're they're a good wow. substitute if you can't see the real thing. Oh. Uh, and also, um, Dark Star Orchestra. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, What's interesting about them great. is that they actually do mistakes. So if the Dead played a show, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I heard from uh, from other fans, is that Dark Store Orchestra actually plays entire shows com- with complete mistakes. Like the, if the if the Dead made a, made a mistake Absolutely. during that they show, they will try to recreate a live show. They'll create the mistake. Right. They won't try and perfect the they show. They sound great. I mean, they there are some there are some cover bands. That's the bands. ultimate. That's the ultimate cover band. A band that will reduplicate the mistakes made during a band during a live show. But that's what's interesting. See, these guys they just play the songs. Dark Star Orchestra, they actually go and reduplicate the actual live show, not just the album. That's pretty cool. You know, and cover bands make a lot of money. They do. They make hundreds of thousands. A people year. don't realize that they make right. money. They make lots of money because there's a thing for it. People want to relive that, right? Right, absolutely. So I, w- so I think these. The more the stories, I think they should do it. They you want to see in, it? And they You'd go see tour. these guys. Absolutely. You'd go see these. Really? I would do it just because the fact that Van Halen canceled. <laughs> uh huh. Awesome. And I would just want to like stick it to the band. Wow. So yeah, absolutely. All right, you heard it here, everybody. You heard it here. Check it out. Colleen <laughs> will go and see Van Halen, uh, Van Halen Army. Awesome, cool. So our next, our our, our last news piece, or almost last news piece here. Um, well, a couple things. Let me back up a little bit here. We we've uh, if you haven't heard of Pinterest before, uh, Colleen, you actually got this. You actually got me on it uh, on the Pinterest, and we've created a uh, a live fix Pinterest spot. Um, Tell us what Pinterest is. Explain it to us. Well, Pinterest is basically a virtual pin board, okay, where you're posting. You know, you ever have a a pin board at home and you're posting up recipes or pictures or knickknacks? This is basically the same concept, but it's with pictures. So you can get recipes, you can get, you know, photographs, um, you can get quotes, and it's virtual, so you actually go there, and then you can share with people. Kind of like social, uh, re them book, on your site, bookmarking site. Like if you find something cool on the webs on, on the web, and you absolutely, got, uh, absolutely, you know, some kind of picture, video. Uh, a lot of things that are popular on Pinterest are like quotes, recipes, you know, things like that. 
travel so, locations. Right. You know, right? pictures of travel I know locations. People that uh, plan craft their entire ideas. Right. So they plan their entire wedding um, based off of Pinterest uh, pictures, things like that. So what we've done is we've created because Pinterest is really cool, and right now the majority of people who use Pinterest are women. Um, there are some guys who use it, but the demographics are heavily weighted towards women. Um, who knows why? Some people say it's the visual aspect of it uh, because of the social, because of sharing recipes, things like that. But the cool thing about it is that Pinterest is perfect for, for concert fans because there's a lot of things that we share during the concert experience, post and you know, a- after the concert experience, that uh, work perfect on Pinterest. So what we've done is we've created Pinterest site for uh for live fix and what you what you'll see when you go there you'll you'll uh you have a chance to look at um concert tickets so i've gone on pinterest and kind of collected a bunch of uh other concert fans who are um uh posting up their uh the live music photos uh ticket stubs that's what i was trying to say ticket stubs uh so we also have a concert infographic pin board um and the cool thing is that if you find something cool that somebody else has put up on Pinterest, you can repin it and it kind of bring it into your own collection. So I've kind of created collections based off of other fans and kind of aggregated some of the stuff. So it's really cool. So we got ticket stubs, creative ways that people videos. Are, There's uh, videos too. Videos. Uh, we have um, concert infographics. So some really cool um, kind of displays of information. And who doesn't like I like it. who doesn't like infographics, right? I mean. They're amazing. So go check it out. We'll have a link to the Live Fix Pinterest site. We've, we've had it up there for a couple months now. And uh, definitely something you guys want to enjoy. So our last our last news piece here before we jump into uh, the uh, Mother's Day live music celebration, Jack White, formerly of the White Stripes, he has embarked on another live music um, record-setting adventure. So if you're not familiar with Jack White, um, he is you know, a guitarist, uh, formerly of the White Stripes. He has a new album out, uh, so his first solo album called uh, Blunderbuss. Uh, it's pretty good. We've listened to it. And uh, he is a master of uh, promotion. You know, he enjoys being kind of in the headlines, you know, and he comes up with these really creative ways. One of the things that he did while he was at the White Stripes, if you watch the movie uh, Great Under the Great White Lights, I think it's called. Um, can't remember exactly, but during that documentary, they play the world's shortest concert, which is a one-note concert. So when they did that, he wanted it to be in the Guinness Book of World Records, but they um, they denied him. Why? Because <laughs> they they denied him because a bunch of other bands tried to do the same thing and they were trying to like play half note, this note and that note. So what happened is it trivialized and kind of diluted the uh, uniqueness of his attempt. And they said, no, you know, really can't quantify that. Because to be in the Guinness Book or World Records, you got to be, it's really, really precise. You know, you get, there's a strict set of guidelines that they follow. So what he's done now is he's attempting to play a, um, a series of concerts and string together the world's longest string of uh, metaphors sung in a concert, performed at a concert. Kind of interesting, right? I mean, you know, have you ever heard anything like that before, Kyle? I have not, no. And I don't really understand why you'd want to 
to create that. But, you know, it's sort of the artist in him, I guess. Um, I think ultimately he's a musician, but he's also a creative artist. Yeah, he he's definitely definitely creative. I mean, there's a couple interesting things about this is that, you know, he wants to have no fan interaction. But then he does want fan interaction. So it's kind of a double-edged sword where he wants uh fans to, you know, be a part of this whole thing, but not to interfere with the creative process. Right. Or the voting process. So, is there videos about this? Uh, he has not start. Well, he has, it has begun because he started playing at the uh, hangout festival in Louisiana. So, but what, what's really interesting is this press release. And I want to read the little snippet of this cause this thing really cracked me up. I read it, uh, late one night, posted it the next morning and I just copied and pasted it and wrote our own little spoof in here, but, uh, our own little uh, piece that says here during the rest of the performances on his current supporting, uh, album for blunderbuss. Jack White will every night on, st- on stage attempt to break the world record for the most metaphors in a single concert. So, and it says here, and it says, the, the attempt may prove very exhausting, at times even dangerous, but the results could prove to be glorious and possibly even vainglorious. White and Third Man Records are certain that the extremely scientific and intricate analysis of the metaphors that will be examined in accordance with Guinness' usually very thorough, very thorough method, methods, probably, or at the very least, somebody answers the phone at at the pub. So it's kind of kind of interesting. You know, it kind of goes on. It's and kind on of like there. funny, but it's he takes it very serious. He does. You he's kind totally of get a serious feeling that it's it, he's serious. You think it's about a joke, it, but, but it's not. Right. He's a serious guy, you know, and he's he's known for. Uh, you know, attempting these things that they, they seem kind of, uh, you know, goofy and weird, but totally serious. So we're going to we're going to keep an eye on this. Very, very important to see if this is going to actually happen. I've never heard any, anything like this before. So we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated. Colleen, if you got any metaphors that you want to add in right now? I have no metaphors. No? Okay. No concert metaphors? No concert metaphors. Not concert, at this point. The concert is like... Okay, we'll try that again later. All right, it's time to celebrate some moms, all right? So buckle up, sit back, enjoy, listen in, whatever you got to do. The moms and the stories that you're about to hear are pretty sweet. And again, you know, if you got a mom, go grab her. Well, don't grab her, but tell her to come and listen with you, right? So you can uh, enjoy the show, and uh, when we come back, We're going to talk about some more uh, moms and what you do and don't do at a Taylor Swift concert, you know, and some other some other things before we wrap up this show. So here's those moms. Elvis Presley, that was his, his last performance here in Chicago at the Chicago, um, um, where the Blackhawks play. Um, the stadium? The stadium. Chicago Stadium? Yeah. 
and um, wow. yeah, it was great. Um, of course, I was curious because so much was going on about him with the drugs and everything, and I was kind of anxious to see him because uh, when I first seen him, uh, 18 years, 20 years old, when he went into service, he was gorgeous, and everybody was in love with him. You know, he was your heartthrob at that time. And then, of course, I followed him through when he went into the service and came out of service, and when him and uh, Presley uh, got uh, married, you know, and uh, they had their baby girl and this and that. And then uh, he kind of lost, we lost track because uh, things kind of went downhill for him. He wasn't that popular anymore. And then I believe in about 1958 or 9 is when he started coming back up again. Wouldn't you say? I, yeah. You would kind of remember this. And so I kind of followed him then. And, he, of course, he was my idol. He was all the way up on the top by the, uh, the balcony there, you know, like maybe the second, right above the platform. We have fantastic seats because I worked for Club El Bianco and Mr. Bianco, Henry Bianco, got us our tickets. And of course at that time the popular was an Italian restaurant and all the stars came in. That's where I met quite a bit of our stars like Bob Hope and uh, and Jimmy Stewart and um, uh, Diana Durbin and uh, I have a lot of autographs still from them, I hope, you know, put away. So there was like 10 of us that went, and Mr. Bianco got us a, a, a limo, and, you know, I mean, we were treated like uh, queens. Oh, you actually have a yeah, piece of his yeah, cape? Yeah, my cousin Roz got a good piece of his cape, but I got a little piece of it, and yeah, yeah. Of course, we went screaming up on the stage like idiots, you know. You, you rushed the stage and oh, you went yeah. up there? Oh, yeah. We rushed in the back, too. We tried to get in to see him. <laughs> but, um, you know. Awesome. It was awesome. And of course, I was, I was uh, a little upset because he was so blown up. You know, he was, mm. you know, he was not as gorgeous as... But, of course, when you looked at him, well, you could still see how handsome he used to be. Diane, how did you feel about your Michael Bublé concert? Because I know you listened to his CD religiously, yeah. and then you went to see him. Well, there was one. There was only one problem with the concert. It was that Dan didn't buy the tickets because they were the seats were horrible. They were so bad that we could touch the ceiling where we were sitting. <laughs> so, and I thought your dad was going to have a fit. <laughs> so, but anyways, he was amazing. You asked a question about somebody that let you down. He was just the opposite. I thought he was kind of like on TV when you see him. He just kind of stands up there and sings. But he really interacted with the crowd. Plus, <clears throat> he had a big stage. And then he also had a stage in the middle of the whole concert where he came out and danced and went through the people and stuff. And I don't know. To me, he really related to people. And I. Well, what were some things that were going through your mind when you were... Uh, watching the performance. I know, I know you're, a huge, you're a huge fan of, of uh, I Bublé. wish that Dan would have bought the tickets and we had better seats. <laughs> That's what I wish. So you're, the whole time I was at that concert thinking if he would have bought the tickets, I wouldn't be sitting way up here. So, so would you see him again? Yeah. I would definitely see him again. He was actually here that same year, um, right up at the one up here, um, next to the oh, Marriott. Center. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but we had just seen him like three months ago, so I said we'll wait till he comes back. So we'll definitely go back and see him again. Well, the most memorable one, it wasn't my first concert, but on my 21st birthday, I was dating a much older man, and he thought a great present for me was to take me to see Frank Sinatra. So, but I didn't appreciate it. I was 21 years old. Right. I wasn't You're into like, that I kind of music. <laughs> and I wish so much now that I had, you know, paid more attention to where I was because it was pretty cool. Um, well, I think it's cool now that I got to see him. Um, but, you know, I, don't, I, I didn't enjoy it that much. I really didn't because that wasn't the kind of music I listened to. But I can say I saw him. Sinatra came into to Chicago and uh, he was at the Chicago Theater. And he, she wanted to see him. So she let me stay out of school. And we went downtown. And we went to the Chicago Theater. I thought he was the ugliest thing I ever seen. He was skinny. You could see, I says, oh, my God, his brains are coming out of his head. His, he was so skinny, you could see his brains. Honest to God. His, his brains were coming. Wow. You could, was, see, you could wow. see his, he was so skinny. He was just so skinny. His head was all, like, you know, terrible. He was so skinny, and uh, I didn't really appreciate him until I was, like, actually in my 50s, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to see him, in, uh, we, my son Jeff and I went to Vegas, and that's where we seen his last performance, was in Vegas, and that was after he had his stroke, uh -huh. and he was just coming back, and that was, his, like, his second show or something was at Vegas, in mm -hmm. Vegas, and... Uh, Jeff and I went to see him, and I almost had a heart attack. One hundred seventy-five dollars for the ticket. I was, I, I, I was like, "What are you crazy? You know what the hell? You know this is a lot of money." But oh my, my, my! You know it's Frank Sinatra. It's going to be his last show, and you'll never see anything. I say, hey, you know, all these years I never missed it. You know, but anyway, we went to see him, and oh, what a show! It was. I was every penny. He was worth every penny. He was excellent. Has anybody had to go to a show that maybe your parents didn't approve, you know, or you had to say, hey, you know, I wasn't, uh, wasn't at this place, I was actually here when you were actually at a concert? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my first concert. They I probably still don't know I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was 16. Well, probably 16. And uh, uh, the Eagles. Oh. It was the Eagles. And um, in those days they had what was called Day on the Green. It was concerts at concerts at the uh, Oakland A's Coliseum in Oakland. So, and we lived in San Jose, which was probably an hour drive, so they would have never approved of me going to Oakland. So, but I went with a guy, and uh, it was just all lawn. You know, everybody was on the lawn. So it was probably more fun because I shouldn't have been there than it was. Because I've seen the Eagles several times since, and, and I do like them, but I don't think I really saw too much of the uh, concert that time. <laughs> In our community, we have you know uh, weekends where they have bands and stuff playing up. And, the concerts. Uh, yeah, the concerts, and our kids love it. I mean, mm -hmm. who, most people like live music. It's just relaxing. It's fun. I mean, it's just it's always like a good experience. I think. I've never, you know, people enjoy music, and it's mm -hmm. a good part of kids' lives. They say it's real important for their Absolutely. their brains and stuff and helps develop different parts of their brains if they play instruments and stuff. So music's important, I think. As moms, are you guys um, scared at what, what or fearful of what they could be exposed to at shows? So I've been to lots and lots of concerts and see a lot of, um, you know, even when we were at Lollapalooza the last couple of years and just seeing even with parents there, 
you know, drug use, fighting, um, you know, drinking, um, kids who are just not acting like themselves because they're under the influence of something. Um, I, you know, there, there seem to be a lot of um, relationships developed there and things like that. So is that anything that scares you guys or thinks that it's just a part of growing? I think some of it's a part of growing because, I mean, there's so much that you can't keep your kids from. You know, they're going to kind of do what their friends are doing and they're going to experience things. And I think you just have to give them the basic skills of dealing with people and when they see things, how to act and how to react and what, you know, how to be an adult about things. But you can't, you can't shelter your kids. I mean, that's not... I don't think it's possible. And if you do try to do it too much, they're going to be, um, they're going to turn the opposite. They're going to want to, you know, go against you all the time. So I think, you know, it's part of life. You just give them the things that they need to know, you know, how, how to deal with certain um, circumstances. And if they're uncomfortable to call and, you know, you're always going to be there if they need you. And I don't know, I, you can't keep them from things, so I don't think. You would just watch uh, their Twitter feed and uh, Facebook feed at the sh while they're at the show, right? I mean, that's how you would uh, kind of keep keep tabs on them, GPS, and you know, and right. I think that's what ruined a lot of the concerts through the years with a lot of parents because of the drugs and the drinking, and I think that's what stopped a lot of parents from encouraging their children to go to these concerts. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know I was number one with my sons. I mean, concert, you mentioned concert, I went crazy because I knew what was going on there. And bad enough, I, I you know, I didn't uh, shield them. Or, I mean, I knew they were doing whatever they were going to do, they were going to do, regardless if I was there or not. But I, why encourage it? You know, I wouldn't, uh, but it's a big loss when a kid doesn't go to a concert and enjoy it. I think it's mm -hmm. music. If kids aren't involved in music somehow, some way, uh, it's a big loss in their life because we all need music. Regan, I, I, I hear you're, you, you have quite uh, some concert adventures as well, so what are, what are some of your favorite? My favorite was probably just a few years ago when Joe and I went to fish at Alpine. Um, his friend Jeff we had a weekend of it it was just fun getting away because we have kids so to have that weekend away um, it was a good concert it was a lot of fun uh, before kids we went I went to a rusted root concert at Chicago theater because it's a smaller theater and we were like right there at the stage and seeing I loved rusted root so seeing them right there it was so much fun and the energy they gave just the dancing and it was like the jamming they did, lots of fun. Loudest concert ever. Like loud beyond loud is when I took my daughter to see Jonas Brothers. Insanely like screaming, blow your ears off, obnoxiously loud. loud. Yes, it was not the band that was loud. It was beyond the, everybody else that was loud. Before the singing even started, it was loud. It was loud. Like you needed earplugs just to walk in there for the fan. It was just fun because didn't Kaylin make signs? Like, like I went with my best friend and we kept screaming every time that we saw them. <laughs> she didn't like that mom got to sing all the songs yeah, too I didn't because like that either. I knew all the words and she listened to it constantly, so I got to sing. I had like two CDs of them. She screamed. How how did she sound? You want me? She just screamed. My mom? Oh me? 
I was, I was, I was like screeching more than uh, not. I wasn't screaming. She sounded like. <laughs> Well, I think we got all that. Yeah. My mom was like, we'll have to put a warning on this podcast. My mom had a big like headache after that. Yeah, I can see why. Because me and Caitlin kept like talking about it all the time, and it was funny. So you kept that up, that 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 decibel level up for the whole time. Yep. But the most fun was the fish ones. Any fish concert that we went to, thanks to my husband. So no, just fun. For all reasons, just fun. Because, and I don't know if it's more of just because it was getting away without kids, but the whole atmosphere, everybody around there, it's the nicest people ever. You meet people that are like you, people that are not like you, but everybody's the most friendly people ever. And they, there are people with rollerblades, yes. There are people there with rollerblades. There's, and yes, there's some hippies. It's very, very nice people. And dreadlocks. Very, and the music is good. The music is just very relaxing. You want to dance, or if you just want to sit down and chill, it's very relaxing. I think one of my favorites was the Guess Who. I liked them. Elton John, I saw them at the oh, the Airy Crown Theater. That was a really nice venue to go to. Um, those are two that are coming to mind right now. Some of the bigger ones is like the Commodores at the, when, what was the stadium. <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> those are some of them. Why are those uh, your, your favorite concerts? Uh, I think a lot of it was because of the venue. Nice seats, close up, you know, Elton John and all of his color. <laughs> okay, my first concert was at Wheeling High School. Um, I don't remember exactly what year I was at, but I know I was in high school. I saw a group called the New Colony Six. Um, lead singer was Ronnie Rice, and he was really cute, had beautiful blue eyes, and sang a song that I still remember called I Will Always Think About You. What was this, this, the, uh, the scene like? Well, you said they, they played at Ewing <laughs> High School? Yes, in our gymnasium, Friday nights they'd have concerts, they'd bring in local bands. Um, we saw Sticks there. Um, Sticks, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, but uh, being the height that I am, as you can tell, uh, I had to stay towards the front of the concert so I could see, because they didn't have those big screens like they do today. What's your official height? Four foot eleven. Four eleven. Okay, I'm about five seven, so gives you guys some kind of perspective. <laughs> so you were, had to get to the front of the stage. Yes, so I could see the concert. Uh huh. There was always somebody much taller than me in front of me, so I'd always had to get towards the front because we were just in a gymnasium, we're all standing. There weren't any seats or anything. What concert would you go back to and, and, and relive? What one what, what would, it, would it be? I, I keep going back to Elton John. I think he's the one, um, and that's actually one of his CDs, the one. There's a lot of good songs on, on that particular CD that he does, and I think still today he still is one of the best. He can get out there. Um, we saw him on the Grammys with Lady Gaga. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty cool. I'm not a Lady Gaga person, but to see her not with yet? Elton John, no. not ever. <laughs> um, but to see her with Elton John, how cool that is for her, first of all. But again, to see Elton John out there in front of his piano, I think his music is uh, pretty cool. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the us talking to the moms. And I hope that you get an opportunity to ask your mom today about her live music experience.
Yeah, you know, it's we're a little beyond Mother's Day, but again, it doesn't matter, you know, because moms rock, and those are some really cool stories. I, I'm just, uh, I, I just get kind of amazed at hearing moms talk about live music experiences, you know, because it's like, do I get some of my what I love about live music from my mom? You know, it kind of made me think like about my roots, you know, about why I love going to concerts. Because when I started to ask my mom about it, she was like, you know. I don't know, you know, and then she kind of think about it. And I think that was interesting about the way we were talking to moms about it. They're like, oh, I haven't really been to an amazing concert or this and that and that. And, you know, then they started to think a little bit. Right. And it's kind of. Well, and, and you guys didn't have an opportunity to see this, but I'm sure you heard it in their stories. It was multi-generational mm-hmm. and music can have that um, ability to be multi-generational. And some of those. What does pe- that mean? Multi-generational. Explain well, that, we, there's, there's younger, we had younger individuals there, you know, that were under, you know, 30. You know, we had some people that under 15, under 18, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had some individuals that were, you know, under 60 or under 70. And we had some that were under 80. So um, we had all kinds of different generations and how they interpreted music. And, and some of them even had quotes that explain the cycle of music and why they would allow their kids to go even though they knew that maybe some things were going on the shows that were not good they they allowed them to go because they knew it was a good experience for them Hmm. and i so i think that that was what i took from the interviews were that you know there's just there's there's just great opinions and great strengths about going to music but there also is you know, things that could happen at shows, drugs, um, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowds, things like that, that, that can be very scary for parents. So just that, those different concepts that we don't always touch on when we talk about concerts at the, on this show. Mm-hmm. And I think the moms had an interesting perspective. Yeah, I think it was interesting to me, too, is that they kind of, this is some of the funny parts of the, of, of the chats, you know, that um, they uh, didn't necessarily go to the shows because of the music at first. You know, it was the relationships, it was the people they were with, the boys, you know, those those kind of moments. Uh, maybe to even deceive their parents a little bit, you know, those kinds of things. You know, and as, you know, as we become parents too, and I'm just wondering how that will kind of play out, you know, in that. And, and there's even some conversations that uh, I've had on Facebook uh, with some fans and you know, fellow concert fans about when is the right age to start to take your kids to live music? You know, and what what does that look like? You know, if you're a live music fan your whole life and you start to have kids, and what what age do you start to introduce them to that? You know, and how do you how do you pass that down? So, some really cool things started to bubble up. So it was great to talk with these with these moms and celebrate a little bit with them and uh, find out about. I, I still I wish I could go back and know and, and watch and watch your grandma rip rip that cape off of Elvis. That would have been sweet. To like experience that, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it would be, yeah. It'd be interesting to see Elvis in general, but then also see uh, people uh, R- bum rush the stage, ravishing I mean, his cape. It'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> it's just amazing, you know. And uh, there was a part of the interview too that uh, you couldn't necessarily hear, but uh, the Jonas Brothers incident there that uh, Regan and uh, Laney were talking about. My uh, my brother was in the background, you know, talking about it, and you know, it's the dads. But we're going to talk about the dads uh, next month, 
with, uh, with that. So in any case, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up here. So again, we have a uh, go ahead. Give us a you know give it. Go ahead, and give us a buzz at seven seven three six zero nine four three four one, and uh, let us know what are your favorite mom stories. You know, we'll uh, doesn't have to be Mother's Day to hear a concert story about a mom. We want to hear them. Let us know. Uh, did you celebrate live music uh, with your mom? You know, if you, has 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 your mom played a big role in your in your life? We'd love to hear it. We want to share your stories. Uh, let us know what's going on. Again, all the show notes at livefixblog.com. Uh, we got a great couple shows coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking about the about brothers and uh, Black Keys. Uh, we got uh, Bonnaroo stories coming up. A lot of cool bands. Uh, we're going to recap uh, Group Love at Metro in Chicago. So lots of lots of great shows coming. Stay up. tuned. Absolutely, stay tu- stay tuned. So again, follow us on Facebook, uh, Live Fix, uh, and then also at uh, on Twitter. We're gonna be we're gonna be playing some uh, some contests, and giving away some stuff. So uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys later. I wanna scream so loud for you. Cause I'm so proud of you. And uh, let me tell you what I'm about to do, mama. I know I act a fool, but I promise you I'm going back to school. And I appreciate what you allow for me. And uh, I just want you to be proud of me. Yeah. I guess it all depends though. If my end's slow, second they get up, you gon' get that benzo. Tent the windows, ride around the city and let your friends know. Tell your job you gotta fake them out. Since you brought me in this world, let me take you for that. Let's go. Right.